TV, anime, video games, books, Star Trek, Marvel, My Hero, Hook. It don't matter what you into, don't matter what you do, here on Nerd Shit, we got something for you. Welcome back to Hypothetically Sound Presents Nerd Shit, and welcome yeah. back to a Another Harry Potter theories episode. This is part two in our Is Hagrid a Death Eater series with our guest, our mother, Rebecca. How are you doing today, Mom? I'm fine, but now you're going to break my heart again and I'm not going to sleep because I'm going to toss and turn because in my head, he's not. Uh, the, no first, the first episode was definitely hard. Social Stone has a lot of uh, damning evidence. Uh, but I think it, it, it eases up a little bit on uh, Chamber Secrets and Prisoner of Azkaban. They're stuff that you can explain away, essentially, via plot points. Uh, but it's still interesting, so uh, we'll talk about those. Uh, since It's been about a week since we last talked about the first one. Uh, how are you feeling today on Hagrid being a Death Eater? Do you think he is or do you think he's not? I think he was just a, a victim of and being played on both sides because he was too predictable on what he would do and he was taken advantage of. And that's my story and I'm sticking to it. So a little wishy-washy uh, stance, but I'm okay with it. <laughs> it's fair, it's that's, fair. that's me. I'm all about the wishwash. So, yeah, I'm a, I'm gonna take over for the Chamber of Secrets, all right? So we're just going to in, in the Chamber of Secrets, you see the following, right? Hagrid knows who Voldemort is and has known him for years, right? And then he spends time in areas known for dark wizards and witches without any explanation. Now let's get to the main evidence of uh, Chamber of Secrets. So, Hagrid is one of Voldemort's oldest associates and knows his true identity. Uh, Dumbledore, <laughs> Dumbledore himself says that very, pe few, very few people know that Lord Voldemort was once called Tom Riddle. And the only reason Dumbledore knows is because he, you know, taught him, right? That would mean, uh, and he also says it was 50 years ago, so uh, who else would know around 50 years ago that would be at Hogwarts and Hagrid. Uh, the same Hagrid who was a member of the original Order of the Phoenix, uh, dedicated to fight Voldemort and a uh, confidant of Voldemort, uh, Dumbledore. Sorry. Hagrid is the longest known associate of Voldemort other than Dumbledore that we know of, and Hagrid is certainly where Voldemort is, Tom Riddle, the boy he knew. In the Diagon Alley chapter of Book 1, he told Harry that Voldemort was a Slytherin and confirmed he went to Hogwarts years and years ago. Something no one else but Dumbledore and Slughorn know, trying Voldemort to Riddle, tying Voldemort to Riddle. Oh my goodness, I can't talk, Ren. It's okay. <laughs> you want me to take over? Just let me know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got like a third grade reading. So. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, he did bring you so, back to Wisconsin. Sorry. I, I just don't read out loud. It's all good. Hagrid oh. is uh, the longest known associate of Voldemort other than uh, Dumbledore that we know of. Uh, in the books, uh, Hagrid is the first person you see with a young Tom Riddle in the entire entirety of the books. Uh, Hagrid is certainly aware of Voldemort is Tom Riddle, uh, the boy he knew in Diagon Alley chapter 
uh, in the Diagon Alley chapter book one, he told Harry that Voldemort was a Slytherin and confirmed he went to Hogwarts years and years ago. Something nobody else but Dumbledore or Slughorn knows. Uh, tying Voldemort to Riddle. <laughs> See, that shit harder than it look. See, <laughs> words are hard. You know what I'm saying? Anyways, uh, never again. This, went, this, was gonna, this was gonna take an hour for us to get through, right? Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> uh, Hagrid never again mentions knowing Tom Riddle nor Voldemort. Uh, he never alludes to the history with Voldemort, which spans decades longer than anyone except Dumbledore. Who he knew, who knows what kind of relationship could have developed long ago, and with no one else confirming or denying. So this leads back to what I said in the first episode. We don't know what type of relationship uh, Hagrid had with Tom Riddle uh, after the fact. We can allude from the scene in Chamber of Secrets uh, where Harry is shown, uh, which we can also maybe know is a lie. So this this other thing is the flashback scene with uh, Hagrid and Voldemort or Tom Riddle at that point, where he sees him with the spider and tries to kill the spider. We don't know if that's true or not. We we never find out if that's true or not. Um, and so we we also don't know what what kind of relationship were they buddy buddy like uh, Hagrid was making it out in that scene or. Did Hagrid just really hate Tom Riddle after that point? We don't know because it's never mentioned. It's never brought up again. Uh, what is your take on Hagrid and Voldemort's relationship from school that we see in the books, or just your take on it from the movie and books? Well, they—it's a school. You're gonna know your classmates. And know, you know, follow them, especially if they've affected you. So he was mm-hmm. kicked, he got kicked out because Tom Riddle said he was the one that opened the chamber, and and so you know of course Hagrid's going to remember Tom Riddle and he's going to know what happened with Tom Riddle. Mm-hmm. So that relationship is just I mean it's 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 like uh, Harry Potter Harry with uh, Draco. If they did all that stuff and you know were enemies throughout the whole school, and at the end you know they that put them together it was fate and who knows where that relationship is in the future mm-hmm. he, they're always going to remember each other yep yep uh my and the reason why i'm gonna stick with i think hagrid is a secret uh death eater is he says he talks about disliking Voldemort multiple times but it's never for, like, the reason that I would, if I was Hagrid, the reason I would hate Tom Riddle and Voldemort is because he kicked me out of the Wizarding World. Uh, it is because of Tom Riddle narking on Hagrid falsely that got him kicked out of the Wizarding World and made him, made him even more of a, a leopard in the Wizarding community. Like, being a half-giant was already enough <clears throat> to shun him, but he fully shunned him from the community by ratting him out and getting him expelled from Hogwarts. So I would assume that would be the reason he dislikes Voldemort, but that never is never brought up. Not once is that brought up. Which is weird. Like, it could be just a simple plot that she never... Intended to be a thing, but to me, as a person who likes sci-fi or that would be into writing, it just seems like a point that should have been brought up again and should have been 
his main reason for disliking Voldemort. Like, I never trusted this man. I knew he was a bad seed when he lied about what happened and got me kicked out of school. And then he went on to kill people. Like, I just feel like that is something that she could have put in the books if he really disliked Voldemort. True. And then the final piece of evidence he has uh, in the Chamber of Secrets is the easy is the easy one. Uh, I'm not going to read his full thing. Uh, is Hagrid being in Nocturne Alley. Uh, when you find Harry Potter after Harry takes the wrong uh, flu, yeah, thank you, flu uh, fireplace, he finds Harry and grabs him and takes him out. Harry asks him what he's doing in there. He said he was getting some stuff, flesh-eating repellent uh, for his gardens. But Hagrid's there multiple times. And it's known as being a shady place, so... Maybe he's got a lot of flesh-eating plants he needs to get rid of. My Would that be a normal <laughs> thing up in? Hold on, I'm just yeah. saying, they have a, a book of monsters. It's literally a monster that has harmed students, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, clearly that wouldn't be out of the norm for, like, regular wizards to have. So why would he have to go to yeah. the sketchy place to get it? You know what I'm saying? And this is another thing. He, there is a herbologist at Hogwarts who grows all kinds of plants. A plant that saves people from being uh, zombified or whatever, petrified uh, from a basculus. So don't you think she would have something to help uh, tend to his cabbages or his garden? I'm sure, but you, Hagrid always had things he wasn't supposed to have and would hide them. So if he had something that he wasn't supposed to have, and went and had to make sure nobody saw what he was getting, Nocturne was the place to be. Because everybody does their own business there, and and no one says anything, anybody. So maybe he was there because he didn't want anyone to know that he had something he wasn't supposed to. And he was just making excuses. Or maybe he was there, and that's where he meets and gives out information regarding... Hogwarts, Harry, and other people. Because like, we're not just saying that he he uh, only gives information on Harry Potter. Hagrid is pro- like has a lot of information on a lot of different people. Dumbledore confides in him. Other people confide in him. He's around when things happen, so he overhears things. He is a perfect spy because people see him as a doofus, as a half-giant, so they already disrespect his intelligence which we know is higher than he is given credit for because he does makes dumb mistakes. Oh, what a, what an idiot type things. And so people don't suspect him to be something as a double spy or a spy because you, when you think of a spy, you think of the world's best. You think Daniel Craig, 007, James Bond type people when you think spy. And so, like, not to, going on Nocturne Alley would be a good place to slip information to people without being suspected. Because he could go there without being dark because he's a half-giant. So it's, like you said, it's a shady place where dark wizards and dark things are sold. But it's also a place where the lepers of the wizarding world go to handle stuff. Essentially, 
the ghetto, the hood, the the place that the the prominent wizards would never go if you catch my drift. Uh, so yeah. He's so noticeable just from his size. He still has to go through. I mean, he has to go into where yeah, everybody it, else it, is, and and then turn off into the into that area. True, but remember, if you're seen already as someone who would be in that type of area just because of your, it, it, it's essentially like sending when you send undercover agents into something you want someone who looks like they belong to that area so you're not going to if you're sending a a person into uh the ku klux klan you're not going to send a black guy i mean if you're wearing like, the robes with the gloves like you might be able to get away with it. <laughs> like the movie uh uh k well, i don't remember what it is but it is the movie Evil with Train adam driver kkk yeah uh they sent adam driver in but the dude who got them in the first place was a black guy like so, it's like that type thing. Like Hagrid can go to these places because he looks like he belongs in those places already. Um, why did I have the Dave Chappelle skit in my head? <laughs> when That's he what said <laughs> okay. When it works. It works. It does. <laughs> Good lord. Yeah. Let's... It. I. I get. I get all that. And it's mm-hmm. just. There's so many other reasons. I mean, who's to say that he, Dumbledore didn't say just kind of go hang out there and he was going back to Dumbledore and telling Dumbledore stuff too. Oh, yeah. I, I believe, well, I still like believe he is one of Voldemort's top people. Just like Snape, he is a double agent. Mm-hmm. And the only difference is where Snape was doing his double agent work out of mourning love for Lily I just think Hagrid is more on Voldemort's side where Snape was more neutral, more leaning towards good, where I think Hagrid is neutral, leaning towards dark. I think he's just a simple mind and just does what he wants. And it doesn't matter if it's right or wrong. In his head, it's just what he wants to do. Oh yeah, hundred percent. That's part of being kicked out of the wizard society. If they're if they're kicking you out, why would you follow the rules? Like, if I get kicked out of school, I'm not gonna follow the. I'm not gonna get up at eight thirty every morning because I'm not in your school anymore. I don't think that analogy. Works. I don't I'm think sorry. that's. I don't think that's a rule because <laughs> even when I, when I was in school, I wasn't waking up at no eight thirty in the morning, right? Yeah. Like it was past yeah, if it was like past like seven o'clock. Really. If it was bare, if it was past seven o'clock, I'm staying home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I, I mean, mom lived it. She was there. <laughs> no, I wasn't. You guys could have ditched. I would have never known. Exactly. That's why. What? Um. Yeah. Onto <laughs> onto the prisoner of Azkaban. <laughs> why did school call me and say you weren't at the, the line, mom? Okay. <laughs> I, so, <laughs> Randy, why why did you only go to your classes like? Once a week, mm-hmm. they lying. I still graduated, didn't I? Uh huh. Uh huh. Look what I've done with that degree, Ma. <laughs> I'm proud. Rank you say times two, huh? <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Randy was too busy trying to set an example for you. 
<laughs> cutting it. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, in the Prisoner of Azkaban, uh, we see the following from Hagrid. Hagrid has developed access and placement to all of Voldemort's enemies and priority targets. Hagrid purposefully spreads misinformation and rumors which only serve to aid Voldemort. Uh, so here's the evidence on his uh, plot points. Uh, Hagrid maintains unusual access to the power and influential, uh, including Voldemort's main targets. Uh, so as Hagrid works as a groundkeeper uh, and keeper of keys at Hogwarts, which means he has access to everything on the grounds and inside the school. He is a school uh, school dropout with minimal education, a controversial half-giant. Many people don't want around their children and all-around gruff person working a blue-collar job at a school. People constantly judge him and look down on him throughout the series. Uh, As we were saying, that's why he could go places and not be suspected. Uh, Then how is it then that Hagrid is able to associate with some of the most rich, powerful, and influential people in the world? in such a casual capacity. His access and placement as a source is astounding, and he's very likely to had to put in a lot of effort and outreach to obtain his position as an individual with access to so many powerful people. Hagrid strikingly and effortlessly maintains the following relationship. Uh, confidant to Dumbledore. Uh, he is friendly. He has a friendly association with the Minister of Magic. Uh, he's even on first names. Uh, first name basis with Cornelius Fudge. Uh, he's a long-standing member of the Order of Phoenix. Uh, out of all the adults in the series, Hagrid maintains the closest relationship with Harry and his friends. So for a supposedly socially clumsy blue clowler groundskeeper school dropout and half-giant, having these associations is downright incredible. And perhaps most importantly, they all happen to be the targets of great interest to Voldemort. Uh, in book three, during the chapter of the Marauders map, a group of people go out for drinks together in Hogsmeade. McGonagall, Flitwick, uh, Fudge, and Hagrid. Two illustrious professors and the head of houses at the major wizard and Academy and a groundskeeper. Hagrid and Fudge are already deep in conversation when the professors enter, and during the course of the evening, Fudge shares secret investigative details regarding the Black investigation. Hagrid, who... Uh, was also one of the early members of the Order of the Phoenix from the first Wizarding World War, as well as renewed group uh, from the second. He was privy to their secret plans and operations. And finally, Hagrid is one of the closest people to Harry in the entire series, which he cultivates thoroughly uh, through Harry's years at Hogwarts. More on this in the section of the Half-Blood Prince, so he gets back to being that close to Harry later on. So what is your reasoning for Hagrid to be able to I'm going to just focus on Fudge, the Minister of Magic. Why do you think Hagrid is able to so friendly uh, and easily talk with Fudge as if they're old chumps? Because that's the type of guy he is. <laughs> I mean, I'm a friendly, good, He's a nice friend. person, but I'm not gonna go down the street guy, and just Randy. like, hey, yo, Obama, and or hey, yo, Barack, what's good, and just talk to Barack in a bar for why ain't you? Hold on, ten hours. Obama up in a bar, no one's bugging him, and he's like, he has. A, I probably wouldn't approach him either because I'm not an appro- like I don't like approaching people, but like if I was that type of person. 
hell yeah, I'd go fucking talk to Barack Obama. Are you kidding me? But we're not. We we don't know if, like how that so we don't know if Hagrid approached him, which we can assume Hagrid would approach Fudge. Why? Because of his comfortability with Dumbledore. I just have a fantasy that they're standing waiting for the uh, community broom to come through, <laughs> and like he bumps into him, and Hagrid like does that weird like lean whisper thing he does. Yeah, and that's how their friendship started. <laughs> <laughs> that's just the type of person he is. It's just like, the type of person he is. To play like both sides of the the spectrum here, his n- relationship with uh, Fudge, I would say, is because of Dumbledore. There's no reason up until was Order of the Phoenix, uh, f- or right before Order of the Phoenix. Uh, there's no reason for us to believe Dumbledore and Fudge have a bad relationship. Uh, Dumbledore's helped Fudge throughout his entire Minister of Magic time, so we can assume they have a good relationship, and if Fudge is around with Dumbledore, you can guess Hagrid's around as well. So that's how they can have a relationship. But on the other side of it, did he use a spell on Fudge to do it? Did he give him a, like some kind of potion to uh, be friendly? Like... Why was he allowed into this meeting with McGonagall and Flitwick and all of them? Like, because in the series, there's multiple times where McGonagall won. Like, there's an proof. McGonagall herself wonders why Hagrid is doing certain things. In the first book, she's like, why are you trusting this to Hagrid? Uh, when, like, I'm pretty sure something happened else happens in the first and second books where she brings up again. What is Hagrid doing? Why is he doing this? Like, um, she does it throughout the book, uh, questioning, like, she's the only one that questions why Hagrid is allowed to do certain things throughout the whole book. How do you feel about Hagrid's ability to be in these places? And then do you think I'm just making up McGonagall calling him out? Or why do you think she does that? McGonagall questions everybody just her nature i mean she's always like suspicious of people and, and always giving them a look at like in the movies and even in the book it kind of some of the stuff she says you can tell she's questioning people's motives a lot in that a lot of that stuff that she does is always wondering what they're up to i think her that comes back with you know being in the order of the phoenix mm-hmm. always being on the lookout and that's kind of what her role was always just questioning things and and you said it you said it er, in the i believe earlier here and then in the previous podcast that um hagrid everybody kind of just got along with him and because they didn't think he was smart they accepted him so maybe fudge is the same way it's just hagrid He's harmless. I can talk to him. He doesn't remember, you know, I just don't tell him anything way important. He'll tell, he'll slip up and tell somebody that. It's just, that's why I said that's just who Hagrid is. Fair enough. Fair enough. Which leads us into uh, his next point of evidence. Hagrid's penchant for rumor mongering spreads divisiveness and aids Voldemort's operations. 
Hagrid spreads information which is oftentimes private or has no reason to be discussed, except for that in doing so, he serves the purpose of turning good people against each other or sowing confusion. This is best exemplified by a conversation in Marauder's Map of Book 3. McGonagall, Flitwick, Fudge, and Hagrid are all discussing private information surrounding Sirius Black. As readers learn, Black is innocent and has always been opposed to Voldemort. The Death Eaters know, that know this, such as Bellatrix Lestrange, seems elated that Black is being blamed for murders he didn't commit. Almost nothing aids Voldemort more than discord and distrust between members of the Order of the Phoenix and the wizarding community at large. In addition, the spread of misinformation leads, the ministry, uh, leads to the Ministry's wasted efforts, resources, fear-mongering, and uh, time of dementors in public spaces. In the scene, Rose, uh, in the bar, Rosemetta, the bartender, has already heard some private information about Black from Hagrid. This prompts McGonagall, did you tell the whole pub, Hagrid, says Professor McGonagall. Uh, McGonagall implies that this has happened before, and we know that Hagrid has let slip secrets, which served Voldemort before. The information Hagrid shares always seems to laser-targeted toward helping Voldemort, such as the details surrounding the Sorcerer's Stone's operations. Uh, the bar scene continues. Fudge reveals secrets about Potter's murders, including that Sirius was the secret keeper, his uh, confrontation with Warmtail, and his and his arrest. Uh, Fudge's story is wrong, <laughs> of course. <laughs> the ministry <laughs> subsequent arrest, better subsequent arrest. Uh, Fudge's story is wrong, of course, but the Ministry's incorrect understanding paints Black as a traitor to the Potter family. All of this occurs under hushed tones as the pub is extremely crowded. Despite the obvious private nature of the conversation, Hagrid takes the opportunity to let loose. Filthy, stinking turncoat, Hagrid said, so loudly that half the bar went quiet. He then proceeds to yell... All of the private details, down to the exact names and sequences of events, which paint Sirius as a traitorous mass murderer, even though McGonagall urges him to keep his voice down. Hagrid knows better than this. He shows a knack for keeping secrets and performing COVID duties when we talk about it, uh, which we will talk about in Book Five. Given the information, location, source, and level of details provided, Hagrid's outburst in the pub can be nothing more than intentional. It serves uh, to bolster Voldemort's agenda by sowing distrust, uncertainty, uh, unnecessarily wasted ministry resources, and taking the heat off of Voldemort himself. So essentially he's saying uh, Hagrid and Voldemort know how to stir distrust, so Hagrid's timely uh, outburst and secret sharing uh, lead to the ministry going the wrong ways because of his high ranking or his ability to influence high ranking officials by being around them essentially. Yeah, one too many butter beers. It's it loud. In a pub. That he had already been told to be quiet in. Yeah, but he was if he's in the pub and he liked he liked having a couple drinks in the pub. I don't know. That one's kind of... You can't defend that one. Wait, have you, uh, have I you, think you what, can. How long have you been in... How long has it been since you've been in a bar and watched people get drunk? Um... But still, like, that's... Five years? That's information that. that's not privy to... Pe- like, he's telling them a secret that 
that black is innocent or that uh black was a secret keeper that black uh killed warmtail and did all this information that wasn't known like he, people are know that he is in jail for killing uh one wizard that was never named and uh 13 muggles so for hagrid to give out the names and that he was a traitor because there are people like like uh dumbledore and order of the phoenix people who know that or don't think he's a traitor don't think black's a traitor and so for him doing that that's spreading rumors that and putting fear into serious black and keeps eyes off of the real people who are moving and because pl- remember we're a book away from Voldemort coming back so the plans are in motion still for him to come back he's always trying to find a way back I'm trying <laughs> hmm pretty damning evidence Randy makes a good argument, even though it's definitely leaned towards him, just this theory in general. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you could probably go through this and, like, do it with multiple characters. But Hagrid's a fun one, because it, it does work. Like, it makes sense that he could be. But you'd be like, but he loved Harry, and he loved Dumbledore. Sure. <laughs> All kinds of secret agents and undercovers fall in love with their marks. Isn't that isn't that a theme in a lot of movies? Like, look at uh, Bad Boys Forever. Wait, now why wait, wait character went from what a up? Death Eater to a creep? Yeah, you <laughs> could a creep. True, true, true. Falling in love with people. That makes him a creep for loving. Oh, wait, he he said fell in love with Harry and Ron. Yeah. There's no re- like he he clearly loves Harry. He clearly loves Ron and Hermione and Dumbledore. But like, there's no reason for him to do it. Like, love them before he meets them. So obviously, he falls in love with them during their time at uh, Hogwarts. Like he was just biding his time, waiting for the opportunity to save Voldemort. But yeah, all of it's all of it's hearsay. At this point, he's still a good guy. At least we think so. I think so. Uh, we know you think so, Ma. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter what we say. You won't agree. You always think he's good. I will. It's my nature. I try to find the good in everyone. Well, that's just a lie, so we're in it there. Voldemort uh, was just <laughs> misunderstood. <laughs> I mean, I bet someone took his nose and just never returned it and he got really upset. Like, oh I would too, shit. Yeah, imagine you doing magic and all of a sudden your appearance starts changing. Yeah, that would make anybody go insane. And there's no plastic surgery to fix it? Oh, True. Yeah, glasses. Wait, can't they just like they have magic? What do you mean? There's no plan? Like they have something better? <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean regrow things. I don't know if they ch- like and they change looks, but none of it's okay. So we can regrow things. They can. I mean, I guess Branch he transformed more. into a rat, but like he's still missing fingers and shit stuff. Mm. Remember, 
healing things easy, but uh, regrowing things is a whole nother creature. But like, he's the most powerful dark wizard. It shouldn't be that hard, right? He split yeah. his soul, but he can't grow back a nose. Come on, come on. As a different episode, Alec, we will okay. talk about those things. Okay, uh, I was just saying. So that's the two books. That is Chamber of Secrets and Prisoner of Azkaban. Uh, long story short, I can't speak now. Uh, use all my brain power. Long story start. Oh wow, still can't say it. Long story short. There you go. Hagrid uh, is a person who has high level reaching abilities to spread rumors and misinformation. Uh, he goes places that he doesn't, which leads into misinformation and being able to spread rumors. And uh, he uh, has known about Voldemort since he was young, and we don't know his actual relationship with Tom Riddle. So that's where we're at through three books. Uh, anything you want to say before we wrap up the episode? Ingrid's getting the short end of the stick on this series, just saying it. That was it. Alec, anything to say to the people before we end it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't don't be friends with a giant man who likes to lean to whisper into your ears. <laughs> it's kind of weird. No, they have. It, yeah, I don't know why he has to whisper into your ear. Like, yeah, it's weird. Uh, he does a side lean, like too, right? Like he's trying to be like secret about it, but everyone see big ass <laughs> rock, rock back. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no way. Well, thank you guys for uh, taking part in this ep- episode. We have maybe one or two more after this. Uh, we got four more books. Uh, so until then, thank you guys for listening. Uh, make sure to like and share this episode. Uh, tell your friends. Uh, comment what you think of the theory so far. And until next time, deuces. Hasta. Hi. Thank you for listening to Hypothetically Sound. We hope you enjoyed the episode. All episodes can be found at hypotheticallysound.podbean.com, as well as on Apple, Spotify, and Pandora. For full unedited video versions of the podcast, please visit us at youtube.com slash hypotheticallysound.